Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. Welcome to the Cos and Bruce Show! Can I get a yeah? Yeah! I felt like it. That was, uh, I, I felt my, my inner 13 uh, year old boy coming out there on that one. <laughs> so uh, I apologize to the fans out there. <laughs> I thought we had a new, uh, a new host, but no, that was me. That was an adult man voice cracking. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, you know what happens. I I I, I made that noise plenty of times on the air. I've done all sorts of silly stuff on the air. But welcome to the Gaza Brew Show. I mean, we got cause apologizing within the first thirty seconds. That is a great, <laughs> you know it's going to be a doozy. It's a great great start to the show. Hey, hello everybody. Um, welcome to the end of days. Welcome to the Cause and Brew Show. Um, it's been a while, cause, and you know it has been. If you've lived in Northern California. It's been quite a month, and so we haven't been able to keep up with the recording. It's been a little bit of uh, chaos on a few different fronts. You know, got fires everywhere. Can't really breathe, though that's improved lately. Um, The skies are orange. What else has been going on? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, thick. There was a good thick... um, Anybody who's been, you know, to San Francisco and the and woken up early in the mornings and the winters and the, the fog is thick as you walk through it. That's kind of how it was. Uh, I was up in Oregon, <laughs> kind of like that a little bit, but it was smoke. You know, it, so was, was it was. I was up in Oregon too, and we got out the yes. like three days before it all hit. And uh, driving around up there, <clears throat> it's kind of like you know, not a lot of you know, there's a couple big towns, but it's a lot of just emptiness in the forest up there and thinking mm-hmm. I could totally see the militia <laughs> meeting me somewhere and asking me where I was going <laughs> 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 with guns drawn. There are, yeah. There are, there are those areas up there. And there. <laughs> just be careful where you travel. Um, no, it's been, yeah. it's been really just kind of, I think the next 30, 60 days and then probably the next 60 days after that, are going to be pretty wild for this country. Um, you know, we're recording on Saturday morning after the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, yesterday. Um, rest in peace to one of America's icons. Um, we've been just sort of jamming out before the show. Cause I think, I'm, I mean, maybe we should start a political podcast. Uh, I'm not should, asking uh, you. I'm not asking you, know, you right now. I just wanted to get your first like guttural reaction to that. <laughs> well, we we are our 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 pre and post uh, show discussions often are a political podcast. So I guess maybe we'll just record a couple and see how it goes. I, you know, and and I know I know people, man. I know people. <clears throat> I think maybe there's a couple platforms out there that might be good for us, but. No, it's just, you know, it's it's a rough time. And I'll, I'll tell you, basketball has saved me over the last two months. Or whatever, I guess it's been two months. It's been two months. 
Yeah. <clears throat> and it's been it's been it's been fun. I mean, and I've had more fun during this basketball season or the bubble season, I should say, than than really I've had in a while because it's just been like kind of like summer camp, man. You you wake up and there's you know, there used to be a lot of games and, and now the number of games have dwindled down, but just sort of basketball every day early in the day. Yeah. And um with the bubble environment, <clears throat> pardon me as I hack up a lung here. <clears throat> there we go. Nobody will hear that. I'll edit it out. Or not. Um, <laughs> the the bubble environment with just sort of like everybody's there in the hotels. Like they are there for basketball. The basketball has been fairly good. Um, you know, not traveling back and forth to, you know, the different arenas. I think players have really been able to sink in and we haven't had these wild swings of, you know, the energy that the crowds bring to uh, change the series. So it's really been about adjustments in basketball itself. And it's for somebody as a basketball nerd, I've loved every single second of it. So it's been great. Um, We have some really compelling final or um, conference finals matchups and we got some good off the court stuff to go through so uh i i don't know about you cause but i'm gonna jump right in i uh see your handy dandy list that we discussed what you got what i got all right what what do i got what we well first of all we got the eastern conference we got two games down so far yeah okay Uh, so we're gonna start in the east here um we have been talking about the miami heat for a while and we got a little beat up on the heat, I want to say, for about two years. Because <laughs> they gave a bunch of money is- to people that they shouldn't have done. It was like the heat culture got, they took a couple L's. And they never, they right. didn't pan out. They were, they were probably better than, than expectations during those years. They just didn't really have separation Unless I was just the only right. guy on Heat Island. I, I kind of feel like you were there with me, though. Well, I'm always on Pat Riley Island. Mm. You know, he's been to be, you know, efficient and good at what he does. And they, what's going on with them is a really kind of a testament to stability, right? I mean, you get the smart people to do their job, and you let them do it, and, and it's this time I remember when the signed Jimmy Butler, you're both like, well, if there was ever a Heat guy, if there was a Pat Riley guy, it's Jimmy Butler, right? The fit worked. Now, did we think that he was going to be the, arguably the best player in the the playoffs, you know, the, the next year? No, but we knew that their culture and what they look for demanded that they sign him. Right. And so even in those years where maybe they were giving guys the wrong guys money, their system and what they believe is, was more important than the media beating them up or what their record was. They were never going to deviate from what they do. And now they've got the right guys and the system is able to do its thing. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't think they were going to get out of the first round. Or, or, excuse me, I didn't think they were going to get past. I don't know if you actually went ahead and picked them. I was trying to talk to you uh, off. You know, the, uh, you tried to talk me off the island, and then we couldn't record. But right, then I, but right. then I, But then I stayed on the island. You stayed on the island. I, See, I picked I, them. And it wasn't I picked that, them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, and it's just like you know they're just and I picked them again, cause. doing and you picked them again. So and I picked them um, again at all. You know, I, and I'm picking. I picked against them again. Um, I picked the Celtics <laughs> in seven, and so that's that's not looking great. Uh, actually, so, no, but, the trajectory you know, is fine. You could you, four and one, man. They can pull it off. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so it's just a stability. You know, they were able to navigate through the years because, like, and, and so that just gives you so much credit going in. Job in any situation, when you know the guy up top knows that you're good at it, he's going to let you do it. So, um, you know, just bravo to the Heat organization and the play. These young guys, I mean, God, I mean, between Hero and Robinson. Uh, Bam Adebayo looks like the best big man in the in the league uh, right now. <laughs> so I mean, man, I was wondering about Bam if he came in with hype, like you know, top three pick or whatever. If he would get more mm-hmm. comparisons to like, I, I kept thinking Dwight Howard. Just yeah, you know, I know Dwight Howard's probably got an inch or two on him, and you know, there were times when Dwight Howard's physicality was just off the charts but like i mean mm-hmm. he moves so well his footwork on defense is to me some of the best in the league like watching his hips pivot you know like as, as somebody's trying to take him off the dribble you know he really has a great feel mm-hmm. for swinging those hips open and you know just having that looseness that you just don't see guys have his size at least and yeah um, I and just that's wonder. not and that's something that he's way He's way ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. He's way – Dwight Howard always had that back and hip stiffness, right, that lower back and hip stiffness, even as a young player. Mm-hmm. His verticality was great. He could get way up the ground. But Bam is a much more – way more fluid athlete well, and who let's, could just do a lot, who could cover – Let's take it to the block. Better. I mean just – The block, the, the big block. Yes. Like so well, – that was a work of art. That reminded me of things you see in sort of like players that either played soccer their whole life, um, you know, just really mm. fluid players. Like to, to use the right hand to, bl- or pardon me, the left hand, the correct hand to block yeah. the shot. People don't know right. how hard that is. Like, right. You jump and you want to get to your high point. And so you kind of, your body always says, all right, well, this is my best jumping foot. I can get to my high point like that. And then to be able to have two feet that you're equally good jumping off of, as well as the body control to not foul. And then, holy moly, I like audibly got, I mean, I like yelled when I saw that block and, uh, yeah, like, it was just an amazing thing to watch because he like, I mean, Tatum brought it back to cram it, and you you might say, well, do something faster because you got to get to the you got to get you got to get the bucket. Um, but he needed every inch of that strength to get yeah. through him, and then he ultimately the, the didn't. only thing the only thing you could the only thing you could say is maybe maybe he should have went with two hands, but like, I don't, he wouldn't have got as high if he if he goes with two probably. Um, he might have been yeah, better off just, doing like just, a flippity hook shot from behind his eyebrow. <laughs> like, but they teach you, but they, that's not, you know, you go strong. I mean, I mean, there's nothing, you can't really fault him. You, when you're in the playoffs at the, you know, you're in the playoffs, you're, it's the game winning possession. You go strong. 
you know, so I'm not going to fault oh, no, him that. No. I mean, because how many people are going to make that play? That's that's really what we're getting to, right? Like, how many people in the league are going to make that play? Like, like, how many people in the history of I, basketball are going to make that play? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, like, that's really, that's really what we're talking about. You could say Dwight like, Howard, a, but he probably fouls him there. He probably fouls him there. I mean, he's, he's not... No, he, he definitely fouls him. Young Dwight Howard definitely fouls him right there. I mean, so, like, if that's, uh, like, the, the defensive, like, high bar, you know, maybe Akeem. But anyway, that's that. Yeah. The, the BAM. It's a rare error. The BAM being, you know, the best big man in the, in the NBA, possibly, um, you know, at least in the discussion. That that has been a great undertone of the Miami Heat discussion. Um, you, you touched on it earlier, the young players. I mean, Tyler Hero, first of all, Tyler Hero almost lost the game for them in game two. For the first time in these mm-hmm. playoffs, he really looked shook. And yeah. the game before, he was just outstanding. I mean, he almost triple-doubled off the bench. And um, so he presents somebody who just doesn't make mistakes, and you get... Uh, Duncan Robinson out there who really you see him and you watch him. You're like, where's the flaw? You know, I I mean, I know it's going to be on defense and I know it's going to be that there's, you know, things he doesn't do, but what he does do. And then all of the way his game connects to everybody else is just top notch. Um, And those two are kind of like your fifth and sixth players right now. Goran Dragic is, you know, all the time off has helped him and he's, he's been outstanding. And uh, Jay Crowder is perfect fit for this team. Um, Yeah. You know, Derek Jones has struggled, but I mean, he comes in and he provides you somebody you're, you're, I mean, he's probably what the eighth or ninth guy. He's, you're confident that he can get the job done in certain respects. Right. Um, And then you get to Jimmy and, and, and and, and I'll hear your point before I go on my Jimmy rant, but you know, this team is just outstanding. you, and you, somebody mentioned in, I don't know, it was game one or two, they talked about, you know, Myers Leonard, how active he is on the bench. And they're like, you know, he should be, thank, he should be congratulated. And, you know, because he was starting and now he's, he's just supporting his team. It's like, it's like, yeah, because he's a professional. And that's what they get. They get professional people not going to put themselves over the team. I mean, he's not even – him and Iguodala aren't even getting in the game. They're not even like – Well, that was an interesting decision right that, that that I think Spo realized that Iguodala was playing with a loose handle and he wasn't getting, you know, kind of mm-hmm. – he wasn't connecting to the other players very well. And he just said, no, right. I'm not going to go with you anymore. And, and that's an ace yeah. in the hole that they have. You know, really, like yeah. he could come back in and shut a guy down. You know, and- oh well, you you would have to think that if they make it, in, if it's them against the Lakers, he's got to play, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he's got so much. He's got so much experience against LeBron. I mean, there's just regardless of what it might do to the offense, he he's gonna have to play. I mean, there's just there's just no way. But um, but you're right. I think that the the amount of time he's had, he's just not he's he he's not connecting. He's he he's not connecting and can't exactly pinpoint why i think it seems like he's not there's no one to be aggressive doesn't no one to be to passive but it's offensively there's definitely a disconnect 
between him and the other players. It's tough if you haven't played. I mean, he had so much time off, and you know, you yeah. get. We'll talk about Denver in a second here, but like the speed of each round increases, and it's it's really hard to expect players that are not elite to keep up with every step up the ladder. And it feels like right. you, you can see the games moving fast for him. And and then mm-hmm. that, when because of his experience, you're like, okay, something's really not right here. And what's what what the part that's not right is is he hasn't played. So uh, <laughs> you know that is what it is. But the 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 heat zone was what really screwed up my over. I uh, just put that out there. But the uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just so much fun to watch. You know, like yeah. Because zone should be cracked. I mean, come on, right? Like, I don't even. Oh yeah. I, I mean, mean, like even the heat zone I, should be cracked. Sure. At sure. some point. Like, but this is this is again though when you when you've moved so far away from post basketball, it's it's a lot harder to crack a zone. You know, when when everyone when the whole goal is to shoot a three then it's, it's a lot harder, you know, and you don't have some, I mean, the, the whole point of zones is that you have a dominant big man. You, you play a zone against teams you want to shoot, right? I mean, you, you want bad shooters to have, you want to be able to move the ball around, get it to a guy, you're giving up, you're giving up space on the floor. The guy gets his shot and it's wide open. You want guys to shoot. It. And, and, so when you have somebody that can play down, get sucked in and no one does that. So zones are great right now if you know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, and what's interesting about what you're just saying is is kind of another wrinkle on that is diversification of offense. Like when you don't have that, you right. then you're not creative enough to make the zone pay. And so what you're seeing right now out of Miami, who's doing, I love this new concept you're seeing a lot of now is putting your best defenders up top on the zone. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's the, the the wings, but the bigs as well. So you've got yeah. Bam camp, camping out up there, up high. You've got Jay Crowder and you got Jimmy Butler, sort of forming the top of the zone, and then you're sticking guys mm-hmm. like Tyler Hero and and Duncan Robinson for whatever you think about that, like down low, and having them cover the corners where teams are deploying yeah. their not as good of shooters and you know guys that they don't want handling the ball and. So, right. what what I thought that they were well, I'll just finish this thought and then I'll hear what you say. Is I I thought um, what they might be fighting about in the locker room, and it turned out maybe not to be the case. Is like Jason Tatum was looking at that zone, and he's just like, I don't know what to do with it, and he took so many mm-hmm. just bad jumpers. And I thought yeah. watching the body language of the game, I was like, I, I wonder if they're pissed at Tatum right now. Because a couple times mm. after not getting the ball, he really had the bad body language, and yeah. these are things that teams that are losing do. You know, they they right. they put their head down and, and whatnot. But anyway, you were saying, yeah, no, you're about the the zone. It's truly a, a genius thing because you know if you're playing a zone, you you need to to really play an effective zone. All five guys got to crash the boards unless you have you know, some just giant behemoth in there that's going to soak up. But you still want most of the guys in the paint because there's no man assignment, right? There's nobody to block out of. So it doesn't ever happen before. So they've got their their three best players who are all the biggest guys up top. 
but you're going to be crashing anyway. All five guys got to crash anyway. So you might as well have your weak defenders down there because you're going to help them rebound anyway. So it's like really a stroke of genius. I mean, out of all, I've never seen anybody do that with like a three-two zone. Well, and, before and they're so the good now. Line. Like NBA defenders are so good at recognizing matchups, and so they're they're matching up out of these zones, and and so you'll hear a lot of references to like the amoeba defense you know so it's not it's like a man Mm -hmm. but it's zone but then it's man again and then it's zone again and it's just kind of like if you had a lot of time to plan for something you might come up with something like this and it's beautiful to watch (laughs) i mean it it kind of it makes you like when you see something this effective you go why weren't they doing this 10 years ago five years ago like because you just kind of think like it's not that complicated to think, okay, what we like man, we like zone. What if we created a hybrid? Oh, cool. You know, you get the best of all worlds and you're starting to see it play out in, in the way teams are defending. So my thing and why, if you are are into NBA gaming, you know, gambling, if you go to my bookie.h.ag and enter the code hoopball, get a bonus, build up an account over there and then you follow my plays, you're going to want to follow the over because I think Boston is going to crack the zone. Like, I cannot imagine they did not have an extensive whiteboard session on how to crack this zone and starting with getting the ball into the spots where the zone is weak. Like, well, we'll I mean... Or, or are you are they, you are you high enough on the zone on, to think that it's it's something we'll see? Like because they used it almost exclusively in the second half, and Boston couldn't right. ever beat it. And it depends. <clears throat> yeah, it, it depends on. You know, you saw something. You know, again, you know, if you have a good big, like say what you want to about Cantor, he is a a scorer. You know, and he he can operate down there, and he immediately had an impact. You know, I don't know if he missed a shot um, when he was in, but you know you can't live with Cantor out there, right, for for any extended amount of time. So it's going to be like Daniel Tice is going to have to get aggressive. You know, he can't can't think of himself as the bruiser who's cleaning up things. He's going to have to really look to make angles, you know, for when they do get it in there. Um, and I, I don't know who you want to put there. I, that's another issue I'm, I'm kind of – if you're trying to get the ball into that kind of free throw line area, right? Well, well let, me, let me interject he, here. Gordon Hayward. Hmm. Sounds like he's going to play. Well, when so, – oh, today? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the guy, ideally, because he's the one I think – when I'm thinking about who they could put there, he's probably the guy that's going to be able to read – either attack or and make the right pass like smart's a little too small he'd be a guy that i would say you want there but he's a little too small you know when all the arms and stuff start flying around just tatum and brown are just they're just too focused and kemba as well they're just too focused on scoring so if you get um to to help them but um I don't know, it not, but now you have it kind of as, you know, you, you can play a little man. You could, you could bring that out kind of when you want, and I think that's where teams really thrive when, it's, when a team has to, you know, take 
you know, a long time into the shot clock to figure out what exactly you're doing, that's when you're at the true, true great advantage. And uh, well, I, I don't know. We'll I kind of think we'll see, Spo- they, they better figure it out quick. So, like, strategically, and I, I think I said this on Twitter, is I think this is a great time for Spo to pull it back. Like, okay, we got you. Say again? It's a, for him to pull back the zone. And, and for our listeners, sorry, we have a few little internet connections here. And uh, we're, we're doing our best to clear the smoke, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. The, uh, the, I think when you get somebody, like, there's, I forget the poker saying, because you never spot a guy, if you, you never tell a guy about his tell, right? So, like, you beat the crap out of him with the zone. Right. They're going to prep for it. Make that prep time worth nothing. Like, right. like, like, make them have to reconnect to that prep a game or two down the line, you know, the mental game behind the mental game, you know, like bring it out if you have to in in tiny spurts, but hold it in your back pocket for later. Uh, I could totally see them doing that. And that will make a more up and down game. And that's why I'm taking the over in in that game over 206.5 at mybookie.ag. Got to pay the bills cause got to pay the bills. Um, but it's 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 you know so Gordon Hayward's coming back. We got Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown yelling at each other in the locker room. Two guys that are not afraid to speak their mind. Uh, I I kind of played that angle up to a draw in my mind. Like yeah, they could be fraying. This happens. Is so many times we have this conversation where we go, oh, they yelled at each other. They're gonna come out stronger. And then they fall apart. I don't know about it. Yeah, that, that, that just, you know, yelling thing, I don't know. That's just not, like, it matters for, it, it just, each team is different, each incident's different. You know, it, it's not, um, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It's, it's what they do before. I, I do worry that, you know, they want a player as good as, um, as uh, Hayward comes back, and especially in such a tight situation, I mean, this is a must win. Like, I do worry that they try to do too much, right? And I know that they're probably going to want to keep him somewhat limited on his minutes. And it's kind of hard for somebody that when they're used to being good and scoring a certain amount. Like, are they, like, in the when they're in the game, they a lot of times they get dissatisfied with the contribution that they're making, right? And so I do worry that you could see some real bad chucks <laughs> coming out coming from Gordon Hayward. So this is this is a really tough situation for the Celtics. Uh, it, be, to be well, in. I kind of feel like it's it's like because of the situation. I mean, maybe I'm giving him too much credit here, but like I, I, I know that if you're like coming into a situation where the guy's been in the battle. They, they're the ones that have advanced the cause. Like, you, you come in and, like, kind of just play a role and don't get that don't get that far yeah. out over your skis. Like, so hopefully it, that, for them. It just depends on – but that's going to depend on the game. That's a good mentality, and I'm sure he'll have that. Like, I'm sure early what, you'll see him, you know, passive in that sense. But when games tighten – yeah, he's so he's out of rhythm, you know. When you get so punched in the face, tighten, it's like, 
yeah, and it's not that it's it's just nerves and wanting to contribute. Like he he might be playing a really really good game and only have like six points, right? But then they're down five, you know, with you know six minutes left and things are tight. And he's like, "Well, I'm a shooter. I can, you know, he he gets an open shot, but it's like you know, there's it's 17 seconds left on the clock, and it, you know, so that that's where you worry about. Like true, true, true role players don't necessarily have that issue, right? Because they know they're only supposed to be shooting it seven times, right? But a guy like Gordon Hayward, he's like, I'm used to, you know, having a significant impact on this game, you know. So it'll be interesting. You, you got to pick. I I I did pick the three? Heat. I picked the Heat again. I picked them. Um... Yeah, for the game. I got them plus three over at my bookie. I like I'm just like I I don't want to take them, right? Like I, I feel like Boston has enough talent to win at least a game. You know? Right. And but you're giving me three points. They're the better team to me, and they're playing better overall and then we haven't gotten to jimmy butler yet let's we'll try to do let's try to move on to the the west here in a second so we don't run out of time but jimmy butler to me right now is the best player in the nba and i know lebron turned on and flexed last night and i know you you might even have watched that game and said oh maybe it's anthony davis you know um but it ain't james harden (laughs) i know right it ain't james harden (laughs) It, 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 sure, it, it ain't Giannis. It ain't Giannis. No, it isn't. So who is it? Are we going to go just like garden variety LeBron? It like, wasn't Kawhi either. Yeah, it wasn't Kawhi. It sure as hell ain't Paul George. You know, like no, it ain't. Yeah, yeah. It, so basically, I think if people wanted to challenge me, I, I've been tweeted about it. It's like, hey, Jimmy Butler's the best player in the NBA right now. I, Okay, give me your 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 garden variety LeBron take. I can at least respect that. But who else other than LeBron would be in the conversation? I don't know. Right now, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go garden variety LeBron. But like you know, just watch the game. I mean, like you show me evidence. Don't talk about what someone did in the past. Don't tell me anything. Like yeah, don't, don't tell me like, he doesn't score. G- Huh? Don't tell me no Jimmy way. doesn't. The Jimmy Butler doesn't score. I know he doesn't score. Like I mean, he's he's not like putting up thirty well, a game. Well, except except when there's three minutes left, and then he'll score every bucket you need. So you know, yeah, like, it's it's I and it's amazing watching care. him just look at the situation. It's like you watch him go, "I'm gonna go do this," and then he probably tells right. everybody, "I'm gonna go do this," and then he goes and does it. Yeah, it's yeah. dominant. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's it's. And the fact that we know who he is through so many different past experiences and stories, like the story about, I go back to the cat, you know, Carl Anthony Towns and him going into the gym and punking the entire gym and like announcing to any person in the gym that I had just done that. It just is beautiful, man. I love it. And, but that, when you have a closer like that, and other closers, you know, I think Goran Dragic is 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 like maybe at his peak sort of uh, performance level in his career right now. So you you've got a few yeah, different well, closers. They've got just fearless guys. I mean, like if you you look at that lineup, or you look at the the rotation of uh, Crowder, Butler, Bam, Hero, Robinson. Mm. They, None of those guys and Dragic, none of those guys are gonna like 
be even remotely phased by the moment, right? <laughs> like, if, if the, well, when, they did get punched in the, the mouth in game two. Down. They they got punched What's in the that? mouth in game two, and came out, and they they were flat and in the they, first half, and. This is why, to, to your point about, like, these guys aren't afraid. These guys have the right mentality. They went into the locker room, got it figured out, came back out, played hard, you know, came with a strong game plan, executed, and won. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, any final thoughts before I pivot with a Sagui into the West? No, I got the I got the heat tonight as today as well. Ooh, so we're both going three and zero heat. Yeah, I think that they'll they'll so the Celtics will play a little more free. Um, you think a gentleman sweep game four? No, I think they I think they might get the next two. I mean, we'll see how game we'll see how it goes. I mean, if if the Heat blow them out, which I don't imagine they're going to, so then, you think then, it's going to go three zero, and then the, the the Boston will win two after that. Possibly too. Okay, um, but we'll you don't hear that we'll prediction see. very often. Yeah, that they're going to we'll go see. down three we'll and then win two. Because I, because I think that I think that as a collective team, I think they'll just play well to win game four, and then I think that Jason Tatum. I think that two of those guys, Tatum, Kemba, Kemba Brown. I think they'll they'll just be a big. NBA star performance to win another game, and then it'll be over. That's just my prediction. But all right, but it very well could be could be four zero very quickly. Very I mean, so it was. Uh, but, but the Heat are moving on. The Heat are moving on. Is the, the oh, I, I think I'm like I think I want to say I'm like ten and zero on Heat side. You know, the plus, Heat minus plus whatever. Like I think I've won ten in a row or something on them and. It's just a testament to them constantly showing that they're better than the other team. And so uh, so we go. Into the West. This uh, the West. this game last night. The Lakers, to me, I cannot watch. I mean, you're a fan, so I, I don't know. I, can't, like, I watch these games, and I'm like, it's so boring. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and it's particularly boring when... Well, is, that, is that it was boring last night? Um, I mean, the, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't. The, that's a. I don't know. I, I, boring in the <laughs> sense that like it's basketball. It's boring because Denver didn't shook because Denver Denver got shook. That's <laughs> why was boring. There is an element I mean, of that, that there, but it's a lot of it's their opponents, like the Rockets. Like I can't. I hate watching the Rockets. <laughs> that's just yeah. Okay. Well, that that's different. I mean, there was nothing. I mean, I don't know what the, well, I don't the know what the Lakers before, have done to make it more exciting. Last night, I mean, they they came out, they played deed. The other team looked like they didn't belong there. I was, it was I was disappointed. I mean, I was really disappointed in Denver. They looked like Jokic was out of his out, out of his world. He was grabbing, and he should have had like eight fouls. I don't know what. what well, he was doing. the fouls you were know, the, the name. He, he looked like the fouls were the name was, of the game. It was, but it was stupid. It wasn't like it wasn't like these were like. Um, bad calls i didn't think I, it was just stupid stuff like why are you setting why are you trying to have moving screens like what what's so important about this possession in the second quarter with eight minutes left what did you like, think you, about the fouls the on Jokic? The, the that's t- what i'm talking about yeah yeah exactly right so okay so we're, we're zeroed in on that uh, i mean like uh, the offensive yeah. push fouls like 
He's known for that stuff, by the way. Yeah. He's, but, but he's known for it, so it's not like, like out of left field, but like you, you were cool with the calls, like as far as like yeah, I mean, you I thought, thought they were, were fouls. I, I didn't. I thought they were the way that they're called. Listen, I, my my argument is with the way the NBA is called as a whole now. It's stupid. It's 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 called as though they're they're calling the games now as though stars don't matter, and that everybody everything's the same. And I, no, it's not. We, we we want stars on the floor, but knowing that. I mean, he was grabbing him. There was that one when he had the three, or what was it, when he had three or four, he had like two ridiculously obvious stupid fouls. And you're just like, what are you doing, dude? Like, what are well, you doing? Well, and then like, the refs what? swallowed their whistles like, in about the third quarter of the game because everybody right. had three fouls. And I think they were like, we can't foul the entire game out. So the, the refs went from t- calling everything to a small period of calling nothing. And then the game got out of hand. But, I mean, refereeing is... The the, the Lakers deserved a lot of those foul calls. Like, people were complaining about the refs online. And my thought is, yeah, there were a couple bad calls in my opinion. Like, the LeBron... There was a point in time when the game wasn't completely over. And LeBron hit... Who was it? Um, He got an and one. And basically, it was a charge or a no call. And he hit whoever square in the middle of his chest. And then they also gave him the most generous continuation. And it was like, (laughs) yeah, okay, I get it. That, and I didn't agree with the Jokic calls, but I can see where you're like, a foul is a foul is a foul. Okay, it's a foul. But like watching these other games in the series, or, or just other games in the bubble, pardon me, like I love it when they let them play. Like it's just yes. a better game. Like there were there were a lot of touch calls in that first half that were like positioning fouls that was just kind yeah. of arbitrary okay. contact. Like yeah. so in, as Let's a defender, if you're if you if you're getting told that there is no contact, like you have to give more space. And yeah, it erodes at your defense. But that wasn't what was going yeah, on with Denver. They just didn't no. <laughs> play up to the speed of the game. Like No, they that exactly. They 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 didn't even and it wasn't even like like they started out kind of choppy and they were, they had they they worked themselves into the lead in that first quarter. And then they came out and it was like you know the, there was a couple of whistles but like they they just they they looked like they were looking for a way to get out of it. Like okay, let's just say like half the calls were bad calls. Like they look, this is what what bad teams do that don't win. They just put their head down and go like, "Oh, well, the refs are." But isn't, isn't this about Jokic? Like, isn't this his huh? person? Isn't this about Jokic? Isn't this his personality? Like when the calls aren't going his way. I mean, there's probably not a player in the league that does more fouling ninety feet away from the hoop after not getting a call than Nikola Jokic. Like you, could, it's like you when the bad when he doesn't get the call. Like, if you could, like, be in-game betting on is he going to hack the guy as he takes the miss and, and starts to, you know, go back the other direction, like, that's Jokic. He, he does that all the time. It doesn't yeah. matter if he's in foul trouble. He just does it. He can't get it out of his system. And I thought but, he has, like, if he's not mentally strong in this series, this is what you might see. And that's what, you know, I mean, that's what the Nuggets look like. So isn't that on him yeah. as the leader? 
Oh, it's definitely on him. But I'm just talking. I mean, he. It wasn't like even that stuff was fun. He he checked out. Like there was no reason for him. He was successful on offense. It wasn't like it wasn't like when he got the ball, he wasn't able to do anything. Like he he, he was doing like his his normal stuff. It just wasn't happening frequently enough because they kept chucking the ball all over the court. You know, I mean, the turnovers were also stupid. I mean, they were making. They were making plays. They were they were attempting stuff that wasn't even like good defense by the Lakers. Like they're just giving it to them. Well, you know, <laughs> just like you know, boys and girls clubs. That that passes. reminds me that Paul Millsap is is probably not. I mean, I think that the Nuggets have a real problem at power forward with obviously LeBron, and what if the Lakers go big, like super big. And you're bringing Mason Plumley on for you know a lot of minutes next to Jokic. That's never been a good combo for them. Um, Millsap looked terrible. I know he hit a couple shots and he had a couple plays, but like it, the, the kinds of defensive things that you're talking about, where like if you're in a two man game, like the Lakers, how many times did they get a slip pass on on a screen? Oh, and yeah. Just like if you can't stop that, it's gonna. It's like kind of you, you're on the playground. It's just an overmatched situation, and you know it's there every time. And the Lakers just knew it was there every time, and they just set it up. Okay, we're gonna run it again. We're gonna slip. Here's the ball. Dunk over and over and, and over you, again. And you're only supposed to get slip screen like lob dunks when you're actually running a good screen and roll, like. Then, like the, the defense is worried, they're overplay. The defender on the on the screen is overplaying, so the slip is easy. They never even ran a screen. They didn't even run screen and roll very well. No, they were like, socially they were, distancing. They were, <laughs> they were just like they. The dude was just like freaking out. I mean, you you do it like that's for when but, like you have a a dominant like scoring excellent. Uh, point guard who's just picking you apart like crazy. Like the Lakers never did that. They just like Denver just would freak out and like show super high on the screen for no reason. And Anthony Davis is like, okay, thanks. Well, like, and it's it's like every player I mean, has their problem. Drill? Like Millsap is too old to when he approaches the screen and roll, he's peg legged and he's tight in the hips and he knows he's beat on most actions, so he's like just dead in the water before he gets there. And with, like, Michael Porter Jr., he just doesn't know where to stand. Like, so, I mean, those two guys right there, I mean, at least with Michael Porter Jr., you get some threat on offense, and they get, they're going to need that. Um, but I, I wonder, like, okay, so what's Paul Millsap's role other than just being kind of like weight, some girth to get in LeBron's way? And he's also jacking up shots on the other end that he shouldn't be taking. And... So, I mean, that's a place I would look if I was Denver. But then who who and how are you really doing this? I kind of felt like they would be more pot committed to sort of like, all right, we're going to get back on defense no matter what. We're going to pack it in, and we're going to make LeBron and Anthony Davis shoot over the top of us, make Rondo shoot over the top of us, and live with those results. But, like, the, the Lakers said, hey, <laughs> if they were doing that strategy, they said, ah, yeah, right, you know, we're just going to pick you apart anyway. And so I wonder where the Denver Nuggets come, you know, like, do they try to go super small and like go like Tory Craig, Jeremy Grant, 
Jokic across the top, and then like Gary Harris, Jamal Murray run that as your 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 kind of primary lineup out there, because that's the only thing that's I can what, see. I mean, that's what I would. That's what I. Well, I, that's what I thought you would see more, and I thought you'd see them. I mean, it's hard to run when you're not really scoring and you're turning the ball over all the time. But you know, I thought I'd see a, a better tempo out of them. But that that really that might be the only the only way to go because the Lakers didn't really have to do anything like that's what you know well, that's going to be really, the point I make on Rondo here in a second like, which Vogel, I have like, to like 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 Vogel didn't really do anything out there they, they this was their this was whatever they drew this is what they drew up in the locker room. You don't expect your what you in a playoff game. You, you don't really expect what you do to just go through the entire game unchecked by the other team, right? You're expecting at some point to get some resistance, and for them to make you think of something else. And they, Denver just didn't do that. So I, I, I can't imagine Michael Owens too good of a defensive coach. I think that he's gonna, you know, get people in their right spots. I just I don't, w- I don't know. Um, I wonder if, if I don't know, Millsap I don't know. can have a bounce back game. Because if he doesn't, then Malone's got to yank him, and he hasn't really. Yeah, I think that he. Well, I think I think that that's going to be a. Um, I mean, I think if you're Millsap, I mean, Grant looks like he got a, he played a lot, but I think yeah, Craig has got to get. I mean, he only played ten minutes. I mean, he's he's got to. You're gonna have to roll that uh, Grant Craig lineup out there. Um, and and just, kinda, just, you got to gang to tackle. Get some hands up on shots. You got to gang tackle with yeah, LeBron yeah, I mean, and and keep your hands back and don't take chances and hope that you can get him to kind of talk himself out of his best spots, which it didn't matter. And and so to to my point about Rondo, because right now Rondo <clears throat> is giving the Lakers everything that Rondo backers you know think that he's good for you know playmaking some key defensive possessions and you know so he's in there but it's like I haven't seen anybody challenge the Lakers in a way that would make Rondo a liability you know it's like you see him get beat on defense because he's over pursuing or he's freelancing or he's just not you know he doesn't have his fastball anymore laterally and you think well maybe not why don't you run that again and the teams don't run it again and as far as offensively, nobody's nobody's held up against the Lakers in a way, except for like Rondo's first game. You know, nobody's held up defensively enough to really make what Rondo does offensively a liability. You know, the over dribbling, the over probing right. into places like Rondo sees a pass that's like technically really good on paper. But it will involve like giving the ball to JaVale McGee in the middle of like, you know, he's been sprinting down the court at full speed. And the only way JaVale McGee is going to convert on this beautiful pass that he's about to make is to like become the world's best finisher, which he's not. And so the ball caroms off the backboard and the team runs the other way. And you're like in the in the box score, it's nothing. You know, he made a pass. It was a shot. It was a miss. And you don't know how, <laughs> how toxic it was because, like, really, you could have done anything other than what you just did. But because you're Rondo, of course you did it. And so he's playing extremely well right now. 
like not getting challenged on any of his weaknesses, and he's really adding this dynamic that the Lakers sorely need in terms of scrappiness, in terms of you know playmaking ability, and giving them a third playmaker. It's 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 making them a better team, and I I, I, I for anybody to beat them, you have to turn Rondo into who he is, in my opinion, because I don't buy into playoff Rondo. Yeah. I just I'm not. I cannot unsee when he whiffs on you know a defensive play four straight times or you know four times in a five minute period. I can't unsee that. Right. It's not spectacular. Yeah. I mean, he's playing well right now because he's not being challenged, but there's so much baggage attached to his game that I would start with that if I was a team losing to the Lakers, and then you know also work on some of these other things with the big guys. But uh, I don't know your thought. Give me your thoughts on Rondo, but also kind of like where does this series go from here? I mean, Rondo, I think there's stuff. I mean, yeah, the over, he does not respect spacing. I mean, there's just a lot of things that, you know, if you're a, a good defensive team that you're going to be able to make a problem that he does, right? And we've seen that, you know, when, when he gets in there over the years, you know, like people, steals are overrated. Wasn't important. <laughs> I just I, I had to announce that anyway. Well, go on. Well, they, yeah. I mean, they're they're more. De- it's more dependent on you know, I guess, situation for a steal. But like, I think like people, dude. He played with three Hall of Famers, right? Like three first ballot guys <laughs> over there in Boston. That were able, like, like you said, like, like JaVale McGee creating down the court at full speed. That's different than when Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett's going to take that terrible pass and he's going to catch it, leap from the free throw line, adjust in the air and lay it up. And you're going to look a lot better, right? Like you're going to, when Rondo's over dribbling and he passes it with four seconds left to Paul Pierce in the corner with two guys on him, that still might be a really good shot. So people have gotten confused, you know, on what he does and how good it is. We see when he plays the Warriors in the playoffs that it doesn't really work. And anytime that there's any team that has like sound defensive concepts and good defensive players, he kind of goes away. No one's talking about playoff Rondo in those moments. Yeah, it's funny but, um, how that works. I, I feel like he's as, got so, naked pictures so, on everybody in the NBA, but go on. <laughs> but no, but he's, it's easy to like, but it's, he's, one thing he, he said at the end, after the game, they interviewed him, he was like, what, what, say, what do you bring? He's like, he said something in confidence. Confidence is a huge, huge asset in any, in any sport. And so when he, when he comes in, it's like if, if he's he's not no one when they get like Mike Malone is not going like, you know, spending an hour of the, the defensive meeting on Rondo, right? So if you're if you're like the the fourth guy that anyone care that the defense cares about, but you're gonna play like you're the best player, but it's gonna go a long way. I mean, he's not like he's not dumb. He knows when to back cut. He know you know he's not. He, He's not a dumb player by any stretch, but like he's not on the radar. They're they're so I mean they care so much about LeBron and Anthony Davis, which is fine, but they're just they're acting they're they're like they're kind of losing their they kind of lost their heads 
you know, just to like, you know, they, they've got, if LeBron catches the ball, you know, out of position, just a random person that goes over double teams. Why? Why? <laughs> this is where you want him to have it. Why are you, why are you double teaming? He's out of position. Now you're double teaming the best passer in the league. <laughs> Someone's just going to, like, Denver just, they just were not prepared well, to play. Let's, I mean, you know, we're going to, we're going to do a little light. We're going to do a little lightning round with the Clippers here in a second, but like we saw this against the Clippers, you know, like Denver looked totally outmatched for, for a couple games. Right. And then they, it's like they're, you know, they, they, they can't feel the speed of the game and they get punched around a bunch and then they're like, Oh, that's the speed. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're here now. And that's the only hope that I had. I like when I look at my, I took Denver in seven um, when I look at that pr- prediction, I'm, I'm sitting there going, A, oh, fuck. B, the only way this works is if they can increase their overall speed of play and start to punch the Lakers in the face. Because the Lakers have like really not strung together. For, for last night was the first four quarters I think I've seen them string together all, all bubble. I, I'm, I mean, maybe I'm missing a game or two here or there, but like... They, no, they've let their foot off the gas quite a bit and have been disengaged quite a bit. I mean, there was that, one time, that's, I mean, they almost like lost like a 20 plus point lead to the Rockets on some of the worst basketball I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I was watching it just going, whoa, yeah. whoa, oh my God. Yeah, like, you can't make that up. Anyway, they've got to, they got to pick that speed up. And I don't know, yeah. like, if you're asking me today, now that Denver's down 1 0 and I've seen them lay an egg and i've seen la come out and have their foot on the gas like when i take denver i was very tore on the pick you know in the first place so i'd probably take la at this point but um i kind of feel like we we, because we've seen the nuggets punch back and because um things can't get much worse i think like there were times when the lakers looked like they should have been up by 30 i know right great great to hang on to that but they should have been up by 30 and they were up by nine and and defensively the lakers yeah defensively they didn't look great for the first half of the game um but well i mean i didn't think on any like like this is this is about Jokic and murray Jokic and murray got to play they've got to impact the game they they didn't offensively i didn't see them not doing what they wanted to do when they were engaged and actually running sets the lakers still really don't have anybody to cover murray and Jokic was able to move where he wanted to, to move he got a couple of stupid fouls on people like he i thought he was gonna do he he people weren't cutting or anything but he wasn't he didn't engage the defense so there was really nowhere to cut the the lakers were pretty much walled up because no one was moving and he wasn't creating any kind of any kind of movement. The Lakers, you have to move their bodies. The Lakers have to to, to penetrate the all those arms and those big guys. You've got to get them moving all over the court, and they're just not doing it. So, I, I think you'll see a different game if Murray and Jokic come out and, and they just do what they're supposed to do offensively. Like the Lakers did not get challenged whatsoever. I'm kind so of interested. There's, there's in, plenty of room for. Improvement. I'm going to check the spread right now because I haven't checked it yet today, and I kind of want to see if it's really big. It is only seven and a half points, so people are expecting Denver to bounce back in this game. Because judging by the I, way I mean, it looked, this should be like a plus nine or a plus ten. Right. 
they'll play better. I'll, I'll say this. I, I, I need to see go. Malone, who, by the way, is a great coach, and it's just fun as hell to watch him climb up you know, into these Western Conference Finals games and, and overperform. Uh, but I want to see Torrey Craig if Paul Millsap is getting roasted out there. Like, I, I know Malone yeah. wants to probably keep that integrity of what they've built and how they've gone, gone through this process. But the best coaches make the adjustments, and I think he is one of those. So I will... Um, I won't completely throw away the Denver Nuggets. I would modify my pick to the Lakers in seven or six at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's, you know, if Denver isn't careful, you know, we'll be talking about four or five. All right, Clippers. Let's go lightning round here. We got a couple different topics here. Uh, Clippers probably deserve an entire podcast. Um, both were our yeah. pick. Um, but it was funny, like, right around game five, like, or it was probably in game six where I was like, oh, they're really in trouble. Like, body language, the whole bit. Let's take a, yeah. a, aside the... Uh, the five, and, five and six was, was just tough to... Like, w- like f- game five, I was like, wow, they really looked... They really looked shook. And then, like, I kind of turned off game six for a while. And then when I went back and it was just like, oh, my God, Denver's way better than them. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Then I was like, oh, my God, Denver's going to win the series. Like, it's not like I didn't see a way out of out of game six. I did not see a path Kawhi looks for them to stiff. win outside of a Paul George looked like Paul George. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's paying I mean, the like, price for the ball game ad like. When you when you green light an ad where it's like that ad where he's shooting the ball at the end of the game and then as it's in the air he turns yeah. the camera and says ball game. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't age well. He's he's probably a number three, right? In as far but, as playoffs go, you you know what he has a lack of diversity in his game, like. You're 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 that tall. You've well, got great handles, but if you get around the corner, nobody cares. I mean, yeah, you might yeah. you might dunk every once in a while, but you don't finish. You know, yeah. I mean, he finishes well certain times. It's, but then it's like the mental side of it, and you know, congrats to him for talking openly about certain mental issues. But it's also fair game to evaluate a professional basketball player. So, you know, it's. <laughs> I mean, two things can be. I love the world struggles with two things can be true. Uh, it's yeah. it's an interesting they're, they're, they they got to make some moves here because they're you know I forget who was saying it I think it was Legler was saying when he was watching them earlier in the year Legler's great by the way there was a little yeah there was a little too cool for school attitude like they they they, they have always kind of acted like defending champions this year right oh yeah like they they kind of act they acted like they had accomplished quite a bit you know and like. Patrick Beverly's always talking trash and like it, it, they really they really did they didn't have they're not hungry Montrez Harrell so being know. bad was really bad for them like he doesn't oh, yeah. play a ton and he had some good moments in, in game 7 you know he cleaned it up because in game 6 he was yeah, terrible yeah, yeah. but like yeah. him being it, bad they didn't ever strike through yeah, that that was just too much for them, and but it's it, it, again, it comes back to like you know now now you have questions about Kawhi. Can he be a leader on a team and you know get everybody in the line? And I think the answer to that was no. 
I mean, and you're starting to see the value no. of Kyle Lowry now in Toronto. Yeah. It was. It, and, and it, you know, all those guys, I mean, you got, like, there's a big difference between this lineup and Kyle Lowry and Mark Gasol. Can, and, I, can I give a shout know, out Norman to Lowry Powell. real quick? Like, like, he was probably, if there was a top five in the bubble, he's definitely in it. Yeah, he was great. Maybe top three. Great. But anyway, you, you were saying? The, there's not a lot of hungry guys on this roster. You know, these are guys that everyone talks about how good they are, but none of them have really won anything. You know, you got Morris is like a, you know, the tough guy. And, you know, Patrick Beverly is always, you know, he really, I thought, just got punked out there and looked like a fool. Didn't he um, make, we, we're going to do a pod on all the NBA awards at some point. I think he got like second team all defense or did he get first team? I can't. Which is I can't joke, pay. I can't pay attention opinion. to the awards anymore. Like I, they're talking no. about because LeBron was talking about it, but like, awards voters shouldn't be media. Like the media that's doing yeah. it right now. If you want, if you want to know who the best for all these awards are, go talk to Vegas book or odd makers. Like those guys know the game inside and out. Like this stuff with, you know, national mm-hmm. writer traveling. You know that the, the covers all of the the TNT games and you know has a Charles Barkley level understanding of the game. Their vote doesn't matter, and chances are they're trying to curry favor with people with the vote. Exactly. So exactly. the voting is yeah. just total BS, and that's I mean it's great for I guess talk shows, but even the con- because the conversation's so stupid, I can't connect to it. Like, yeah. So I, if you want to do something about it, you got to bring in the guys that are you know doing the 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 heavy lifting with the game watching and you know getting into the middle of the game but yeah um yeah so patrick beverly uh overrated but the um the the clippers are gone and they've got major um issues with opt-outs you know for both Kawhi and paul george after giving away the franchise which um, it's a move that you agree with because you take a shot when you see a shot but they gotta turn and execute and so how they do that, and, and I'll, last thing before pivoting into another question here is, Doc Rivers, the look on his face told me everything by about game five that he was fed up with his team. Yeah. And yeah. so we'll see how they all bounce back. Uh, the other questions that we had was uh, Giannis. Um, you want to give me 30 to 60 seconds on Giannis? Uh. He's got to get better. He he's got to get better. And and I, I, mean, I don't think he can get better unless they move him. This the the him with the ball at the top of the key creating offense, it's not going to get it done. Okay? So if that means Booz and Holder's got to go, whatever. I don't think that you trade him if he leaves, he leaves. And I, and I'm not I'm not into the whole like I think their their roster and everything is good. They shouldn't have let Brogdon go and shouldn't have re-signed uh the kid uh, Bledsoe, but he he's not good enough to create from the top of the key and make people better consistently against good playoff teams. He's just not good enough to do that. That's not his game. They need to move him, get him on the block, maybe get him some curls where he's catching the ball at you know seven feet. You know what like I was that. saying that he, about about uh, Siakam. Sorry to jump in there. But like, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, like the, the the antidote. And by the way, Nick Nurse took an L in this these playoffs. Like he's he did not make the right adjustments. He should not be given guru status until he atones for said things. Because Siakam was like a mini version of Giannis in that 
Nobody cared he was up high with the ball because if he hurt you, great. He's going to help you three more times after that. And it's because he doesn't have the handles to handle, pardon the whatever, to handle the top of the, the pattern. Like he, so with Giannis, I think for both of them, they have to really spend an entire summer dribbling. Like if you're Giannis and you've got a tight handle, that opens all sorts, but he's got to turn his back. Like anytime somebody's coming at him, you know, in any, any way that's not really like, you know, obvious, like he, he's always spinning teams. The book on both of them is just send your digs because if you just wave your hand somewhere, you're probably going to get the ball. And so I think if you're Giannis, that's like the, to me, the only silver bullet because absent that, I don't see him, I don't see him becoming a, a an efficient shooter anytime soon. Yeah, I mean the one thing the guy can do is finish. Let him finish. Like they, they need you know let him finish. And I don't understand why Booth. I mean like there, there's a disconnect. If if he just ran this the, the the stuff more strict that they ran in Atlanta, I think they'd be they'd be better. They'd be fine. But this this just one guy dribbling stuff. It's not it's not working. So um, yeah, that's my take on that. But uh, well, plenty if they of time. Come out, if, they come out and do the same thing again next year. They, they, this is going to be goodbye, goodbye Milwaukee. Maybe in the first round next year. So, well, well, yeah, and that's um, that's too bad. But I did not invest in Milwaukee this year, so I'm okay with their struggles. I invested in the I invested in the Celtics. I invested in the Heat, so I feel good. Uh, you had Masai Ujiri on here. I am not even caught up on what's going on with Masai, but what are your thoughts there? Oh, just that, you know, he's up or he's going to uh, – they say that they're talking about um, – they're going to start talking about an extension in Toronto. And I'm just like, if you're a team like – they've already went down the uh, – who's that crazy guy? The New York's already got on the Thibodeau train, so it would be kind of weird to bring in a guy now over him. But if you are – especially if you're a destination city like – if you're the Knicks or Chicago, wouldn't don't you like just try to get him in the room and just say give him a check and say what's your salary? You know, the, like the old Billy Bean thing in the end of Moneyball to slide it across the table. Yeah, I mean, because because if you're if you're a, if you're one of those cities, right? Like one of the reasons that New York no one trusts them, so like. If you bring in a guy like that, he's not going to go without them turning over the. the Here, here's an interesting. I don't think he could. I don't think New York could close him. I don't think if they like offered him thir, if they offered him thirty mil, right? Yeah. I don't know if they could close him because the owner is a Trumpy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, it does come like Masai Ujiri just got basically assaulted, you know, by yeah. by by the just abhorrent sheriff that, you know, just terrible person of a man, you know, like, and so he just went through that and you're going to go provide your services to somebody who supports the the orange stain. Like, no, it's, it's, I don't think, but in Chicago, maybe, you know, like that could be a thing. Um, I mean, because they're definitely in a little transition, right? I mean, they they, they got rid of it. But you're I right. Like, I, I never coach? understood coaches' salaries and GM salaries. They don't count against the cap. If you're a bad team, right? And, I mean, the fa- franchise valuation is going to go up by X. Like, 
these are easy calls. Like I would not be like finding the worst decision maker and, and trying to cut my costs there. Like, yeah, right. That's just they, dumb. They, he, uh, they, they, they think uh, they get the old, um, he'll grow into the position. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. One of these people. Well, you know, well they'll, grow, they'll grow into it. Well, you might, that's, they'll grow into it, yeah, and then they'll trade uh, you know, an all-star for a role player who, who they also think is going to grow into it. <laughs> and, and, I mean, we see, we see these dynamics play out in Sacramento. They just brought on uh, Monty, was Monty McNair, pardon me, out of uh, Houston's GMing tree. Um, <laughs> he's fi- He's a fine pickup for them. But like the very first thing that happened today or yesterday was that uh, there was a article tweeted about them keeping Ken Catanella, who's been on board as an assistant GM for about four or five years now. And one of the old trainers for the Kings tweets out that the source for the article was Matina, can't pronounce her last name, Cola Conatropis. Um, that, that, that she's been the consigliere and the, the person in the ear of Vivek and everybody in Sacramento knows how that all goes. And it was like the first move that, that Morris made was not necessarily his own because he um, you know had to keep Ken Catanella, which is probably a good person to keep. But it, you, know, you get these turmoil situations in these bad organizations where like bad decisions always start at the top. And if you're like a Masai Ujiri or you're a high-end, in-demand uh, guy, you, you can't cut through that stuff. So you're in your next and final question on our list of, of topics here of, of Rockets' next coach. Like, I kind of, with with um, with Tillman, the owner there, who's a big casino guy. Wait, um, what's, what's his what first name? Houston, Houston Rockets, the owner is... Um, I don't know. It's Fertitta. Hang on. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. I had to actually study. It's not important. His name is not important. (laughs) No, no, it is important because I can't. It's Tillman Fertitta. Thank you very much. Um, Big casino guy. He's obviously casinos taking a huge hit in, you know, but he's also a Trumpy. And, you know, you're just sitting here going like, all right, so you're broke by NBA and owner's terms. You have a book that's like i forget it's like shut up and listen or something and you know you're this big bombastic personality but you're also trump supporter and like how are you going to get a high-end talent to come manage your team or coach your team you know like you just sort of like always had this animosity with mike d'antoni who by and large people around the league like you know you're kind of going at it with your gm who you know, say what you want about Daryl Morey, but he's not like the bottom third. No, not at all. You know, he's probably top third safely, you know, in, in terms mm. of GMing. It's, but he's very overrated. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Very, yeah. very overrated. But, you know, <clears throat> like who's going to be the next coach of the Houston Rockets? I would love to hear your guess. I know that um, Jeff Van Gundy's name has been connected. Yeah. I don't I, know that it solves any know. issues. It doesn't solve anything, and this roster is just garbage. I mean, it's – I mean – Well, this is what happens it, when you build everything around a player in James Harden who cannot hit the next gear. Yeah. I mean, he in any way. I mean, like, like he almost lost game seven to, to Dort. Like, anybody <laughs> that wants to call him that thinks that you're going to win a championship with that guy – Dort outscored him in game seven. Like, people, 
Get get your head out of your you ass. Gotta, he is garbage. You gotta love Dort. You gotta love Dort. <laughs> like you you didn't like all of the losses that like Wilt Chamberlain and Jerry West took and stuff. Yeah, it was to Bill Russell and those dudes. It wasn't to some random janitor that they pulled out of this crowd who can hit a couple of threes. Like, you are not going to win an NBA championship if James Harden is your best player. It is not going to happen, people. Well, well you know, like, yeah, you, you, you get know, him out of there. Get him out of there. I, I'm like, going to throw a name out, and then I'm going to go. I'm going to end the show for the reason of my wife wants to kill me. Uh, okay. The the name is is um, Quinn Snyder because Quinn is also uh, donating money to pro Trump causes, and he got caught locally for that and it never hit the radar because the the jazz were out of the playoffs and also it's a small market yeah so why not if you know utah gets cold feet about what's going on in utah right why not get rid of quinn and then he goes to houston and i've been pretty high on quinn snyder as a coach so that could that's like the only you know, and we'll figure out his Trump stuff, you know, as we go here. But, like, that would be a move that could possibly work. But how is James Harden going to handle it? Probably not well. So, not well. at any rate. Because yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been great. I'm going to um, I'm gonna do the read here at the end of the show. But it's, we got to keep doing these, man. So, uh, hopefully the weather will cooperate and we'll, yes. you know, be able to do these more often. But um, any final thoughts before I do the, the, the outro here? No, just, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, again, make sure you guys get out there and vote. We uh, lost an absolute uh, giant fighter for truth and justice. And, uh, you know, go out and vote wisely because your decisions matter. Yeah, they do. They they do. And and I'll even add to that by making a plea. If you're on the fence, I mean, you guys know where we stand. (laughs) It's not hard. Just follow my Twitter feed, you know. Or my Facebook feed. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely the Facebook. <laughs> if you're on the fence, this is we always in our generation had no real kind of coalescing moment. We didn't have World War II. We didn't do Vietnam, you know. And and yeah, there's all sorts of stuff in history to talk about. But like, we have not been challenged like this in our lifetimes. And if you if you're voting right now, if you're doing like early mail-in voting, if you're doing any of that stuff. This is the time if you're on the fence to look yourself in the mirror and say, is this what we want to be? And I will get off my high horse, at least for this next outro. But that's my final words on that. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash show On Facebook, facebook.com slash show where Cause might post. And we won't post anything post, else. I posted something yesterday. In our thing, so okay, but you back. gotta get there. Don't even tell them what what it is. You gotta get there, folks. I will. I will. Another one is in the books. Peace.